Hello friends, what is happening and welcome to the Multiverse Podcast, episode 84, August the night for your weekly entertainment show covering movies, TV, video games, comics and everything in between. Coming up on this week's episode, the Suicide Squad review, another Venom trailer, so we'll react to that. Stranger Things season 4 gets a release window, Amazon drops first image of the Lord of the Rings TV show and we're pretty hyped for that, so we'll talk about that. All that and plenty more coming up on this week's episode of the Multiverse. I'm your host and known as number one fan Hussein, my co-host is the meme lord Mio. And welcome to episode 80. Mio, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, my throat is hurting me as I was telling you at the start. I'm, I'm kind of concerned that I might have COVID, but I doubt it. I think I was checking the, the symptoms. I don't think, I don't think sore throat's one of the symptoms. It's um, very rare, apparently. It's like okay. one of the least ones, but it should be good because I, as I was telling you, I'm going to Crepsy tomorrow. So don't want to be infecting half the population you know <laughs> well if they're, if they're resellers then you know you'd be doing the lord's yeah, work who, who gives a shit yeah exactly i'm joking by the way i'm joking um <laughs> uh, but that no no i'm good it's been a lazy lazy day for me i just my my social battery is absolutely drained this week um so i'm i'm just i'm just chilling man just watching a lot of movies uh suicide squad i think that would be the perfect place yep. to start that only dropped yesterday mm-hmm. and we've been on that meal it's and I I said this as soon as um, I finished the movie. It's crazy what sort of movie you get when you get the right director back to director's vision. Don't cut the movie and let him do what he, what he wants with it. Like I absolutely enjoyed this movie. Yeah, this movie was a ton of fun. James Gunn like absolutely nailed it out of the park. Um, like the open. Straight, straight out the gate, like it opens like so funny, like so ridiculous, so like out there. Yeah, like you, you know, like you, you know, like yeah, it's like no, there's no spoilers, no spoilers by the way. Like, yeah, no spoilers. Like you know, like dropped. a lot, a lot of people die right away. And yeah, like, you know, it's Suicide Squad. Like that's what yes. happens. But um, and that whole motto, don't get attached. I was like, I thought that was like, you know, some marketing hype or whatever. But they mm-hmm. do really just kill off anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> no one's really safe. Yeah, I like yeah, at one point I was like, "Oh no!" But I, I, I have to agree. Like, this is over the top. It doesn't take itself too seriously. I think what really caught my attention was just his direction. Like, you could mm-hmm. tell this is his movie. You know, like uh, I think with like the DC movies that we've had, we can tell that this isn't the director's movie. But whereas it's influenced by you know the board or whoever at Warner Brothers or at DC but with this I feel like this is actually James Gunn movie like you you yeah, see his it vision. You go, yeah you see it and you go yeah this is his movie it doesn't feel like anything's cut I I wouldn't I would be completely surprised if like three years down the line we go release the gun uh, cut or something like that I <laughs> highly doubt that's the case with this movie because it's well I think it's first of all it's well put together Mm-hmm. And that's something that really struck me. Like a lot of DC movies recently, excluding the the Snyder Cut, they've been choppy as hell. They've been oh, yeah, super, yeah. super choppy, jumping from one point to another without any kind of context or whatever. But this felt like it was really, it was glued together really well. Uh, I love the transitions between scenes. Like they'll do something funny. Uh, you know, the whole text with like, this is where we are now and so on and so forth. Um, I absolutely loved it. I thought the characters were... <laughs> Why did we not have Idris Elba in the DC universe sooner? He's, he's 
he's so good in this movie. Like, just like the scene where he shows up and he's like arguing with his daughter. It's like, this guy is way better than Will Smith. Like, no disrespect to Will Smith, but like, Idris Elba is so good in this movie. John Cena is like really funny in this oh, movie. Oh, John Cena blew me away as, as well, yeah, actually. He's, he's, you know, that I scene don't know, he's I, just I in his Fast yeah. Nine, but how's he in that? Uh, he's okay in Fast Nine. I don't think the movie does yeah. him justice in that. Oh, his performance but he was pretty decent like you know he, I bought into the fact that you know he's an actor like so I, I bought to that instantly in Fast Night I did see, I did think he was out of his, out of his depth I didn't feel like he, he didn't belong there but with this I actually truly felt like he belonged in this universe you know he belonged he, he's an actor he's been doing this for quite some time and there were certain scenes with him it was just quite some, quite funny like when they when they go Oh, you got that toilet seat on your head. I, I found. I thought that was. I thought that was hilarious. And then that scene right at the start where he's just wearing his underwear. I'm like, why is he just yeah, standing there? <laughs> and the shot is so low down. So I was like, what's going on? Uh, but I thought he was great. Um, you've got. Um, is it Joe King Shark? King Shark. Awesome. Yep. Joe, is it? Oh, that's who plays him. Shit! I was yeah. wondering when he's going to pop up. I didn't realize. Uh, t- I'll come to that shortly. And then you've got, is it Joe Kinnaman? Yeah, as yeah. the flag. Yeah, I love him, man. Oh, my yeah, he's God. Great. He's a great actor overall. Um, surprise, what surprised me was Polka Dot, the, the rat polka lady. Dot man? Yeah. yeah I, I, need, great. I need the Polka Dot Man TV show. <laughs> I need a the Shark, King Shark TV show. I know we're getting the, what's his name, Peacemaker TV show. I would love to get a, a TV show covering certain you know, characters, I think. That's a really, really expansive universe. Polly Quinn was great in this movie. Yeah, well, she blew me away. As I said, I yeah. didn't think like I know our our only kind of uh, comparison is obviously the first Suicide Squad, and that was absolutely that's probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen along with Justice League. This is just there's no comparison. It's night and day, man. It's this is I absolutely love this so much and. When you first started watching it, you said, this could be it. I was like, no way. Because, you know, we, we we were, like, don't get me wrong. We were, I think, quite confident that James Gunn would, you know, pull something out of the hat. But I think we were least confident with, you know, the history behind Warner Bros. and, you know, DC executives and how they mess around with movies. Mm-hmm. But... As soon as you said that, I was like, okay, Mio's not waffling. I know Mio doesn't waffle when it comes to this nonsense, yeah? And as soon as I started watching it, I was like, wow. Uh, the first scene was just like, blew me away. Uh, I, I loved it. This, for me, it's, it might be controversial, but I'm trying to think. For me, forgetting the hype behind Zack Snyder's Justice League, for me, Man of Steel will always be, I think, my favorite or, DC movie. I think it's the best DC movie. I think I did give Justice League half a star more, but baiting aside, <laughs> I think, <laughs> no, I don't know how that works, but just ignore this. Um, I think just, uh, sorry, the Suicide Squad is a top three DC movie. I think it's better than Shazam. It's better than both Wonder Woman movies. I think it edges Aquaman. I think Aqu- I really enjoyed Aquaman, but I felt like there was too much possibly going on with that movie. I think Black Black Manta, we didn't need need him in that movie for a start. I thought the origin story was kind of you know it was there was too much to take in and just focus on the origin. I really enjoyed um, um, Aquaman, but I 
I really enjoyed my time with this. I've, I've, this is the movie that I could watch again. I, I really feel like I could just, you know, chuck it on and watch again and just have, have a blast. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are. For me, it's a top, I think, a top three DC movie. I think just with everything, how structured it is, how, the, you know, when you watch a movie, especially with loads of, like, you know, big actors and actresses, mm-hmm. if sometimes you get the, the impression that, you know, everything's not rosy on set and it kind of portrays over onto into the film like you see that in like you know in the fast movies where they have to obviously not have certain yeah. actors act with they each other they couldn't be in the same room yeah exactly and they're getting paid millions of what kind of babies are there but anyways but with this i felt like you know everybody was on board with this vision everybody loved doing their job everybody loved being part of this project and you could tell they had a lot of fun and sometimes that comes through onto the big screen yeah and I, yeah and I, I i got that impression so for me i think it's a it's a top three DC movie. Maybe I'm jumping the gun right now, no pun intended, uh, by saying this, but maybe I need to sit on it a bit more. But I think right now it's a top three DC movie. Mia, your thoughts? Well, if you think you're jumping the gun, then I would, I would say I'm definitely jumping the gun because it's, it's like easily my number one. Like, oh, I, wow. like this, I like this movie a lot. Like, it was like, it was a ton of fun. It like drags a little bit in like the middle when um, like, they're like on the road trip but other than that like everything was great the best part of this film is that like you actually buy like that they like like each other a lot yes like yes. they act they actually have like that like family role and like mm-hmm. you know like don't, don't let Vin this... Diesel hear you say that because otherwise <laughs> he might want in on this project <laughs> compared to the first one when like like they it just doesn't look like they like each other and like yeah. towards the end when Diablo goes like you know I gotta protect my family it's like do you guys even like each other? Like, yeah. Like, Killer Croc, Boomerang, like, they have, like, no chemistry together. But in this movie, like, you know, everyone gets along. You have, like, uh, Rick Flagg, who's, like, the leader of the group, the rat girl, who's, like, you know, she's kind of, like, the heart. Like, she, like, keeps yeah. everyone together. Like, it's, they, they actually work, like, the chemistry is so good in this movie. And they were willing and, like, to sacrifice for each other. That's yeah, something that you exactly, never really... exactly got from the original movie mm-hmm. but there were so many funny scenes as well saying like the the one right at the end when no spoilers but when that thing just burst out into the open i was mm-hmm. mate, i was well, laughing it was on the trailer it was on the trailer you i was star. yeah the, 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 the starfish oh my god i was yeah. bro i was literally laughing i was like what the fuck is going on but my, my favorite scene in the movie was uh when they were when they were going to storm the camp to save yep. uh, Rick Flag. That yep. scene is so funny. That scene is so funny. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want. I, I don't want to ruin it, but like at, yes, yes, at yes. the end, they're like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see anybody. <laughs> oh, no, that was that we scene. We didn't see anyone. Yeah. What are you talking about? We just got here. That scene is so funny. No, the other one was, you know, the the bus driver they had with with them. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Come, no, come, no, no, Milton. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we're Milton. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, that scene was so fun." Like the way he just tagged along <laughs> for the mission. He was, I was like, he was what? a part of the Suicide Squad. He was in like that slow mo shot. Yeah, it's just so funny. But it's there's not much we could say about the movie without spoiling it. So we'll keep it like mm-hmm. like this. But it's I I absolutely loved it. I think, as I said, Mia says it's his best DC movie. It's not far fetched to be honest. If you were if I wasn't such a big fan of the Man of Steel movie, I, I, would, I would definitely say so. Like, it's 
I wish DC actually got their act together sooner and produced gems like this because this is just this is What's what the we need. What's next needed. movie coming out? I think Shazam, Shazam Two. Two. Yeah, I think yeah. Shazam Two. Yeah, or Black um, Adam. No, Black Adam. I think is, is another year. I think Shazam Two is the next movie. Okay. And we've come off this, and we've come off uh, uh the monstrous Wonder Woman eighty four. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that I just don't want to think about. It. But it's it bodes well because Warner Brothers actually want James Gunn to do, make more films, and I'm up for that. But yeah, I'm up too. for it where he does more films in this style. You know, the films where you can have a laugh. I wouldn't expect him to do a a Superman movie or a Batman movie. You know, or one yeah, of those. He wouldn't. He wouldn't work with that. Like he's not good when he's does like serious stuff like yeah you see with like guardians 2 like he tried to be a little more serious with that and like a yes. little more emotional and it just didn't work the same no, as the original exactly, guardians one. exactly. So he, he's got to keep it like silly he's got to keep it like outrageous yeah and i feel like he works better when there's a like a, a bigger cast where there's yeah. a bit more flexibility to do certain things and if he wants to kill off someone from here when you're working with one or two ca- actors you rarely get the chance to, you know, just for example, kill somebody off. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's that. And but DC have also confirmed that, you know, there's a lot of projects waiting for him. And uh, I'm up for it. I think James Gunn is a great inclusion to the DC, let's say, universe. I just hope we see more of this. I really want more King Shark. I really want more. I think the first time we ever saw a trailer, we said, if they kill King Shark, we riot. Thankfully, no spoilers, yeah. obviously. Um, thankfully, there's no writing. A major part of the movie, I, I would assume. Um, but I just need more. I need more of the backstories, like Polka Dot, Dot Man. Like the mm-hmm. most. I thought Aquaman was stupid. This, like, I, but I want more. You know, that, and that's the whole thing. It's about buying into characters. You know, giving us characters that we could grow to love. And no, I, I would assume no one gave a shit about Polka Dot Man before this movie. Now I, I, now, I didn't even know who that was. Yeah, now I care. Now I'm like, okay, give me more. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, Suicide Squad, for me, it gets a... Uh, I'm sitting on a four-star meal. I think it was a great movie. I, yeah, a four-star for me. I I'm don't sitting, know. I, I'd say I'm sitting around the same. Like around yeah. four, maybe one and a half. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll probably watch. Yeah, I want, yeah, I want to watch it again. I think this is a movie where there might be a few things you might have missed the first time. There's a lot of Easter eggs to be to be found in this movie. There's a lot of subtle hints to certain things. They made the joke about COVID. Uh, I don't know if you you caught that. Did I? Yeah, when they're on the roof, where Harley Quinn's like, uh, if you have a oh, yeah. customized license plate, yeah, if you sneeze, yeah, and it was like, if you yeah, if you sneeze without covering your mouth, blah blah blah. So they made the joke about COVID. There's a few jokes here and there about different universes and stuff, which I would love to pick up on. But yeah, before four star with me, I think it's uh, top three for me. I'll, I'll definitely give it a another watch. Um, let's talk movie club movies. Uh, two, okay. two, two great picks, depending on which side of the fence you're sitting <laughs> on. Uh, I know you guys really enjoyed my pick, but my pick I for me was a miss <laughs> on my behalf. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it because I know there was a lot to be said in the in the group chat. So the first pick is 2001: A Space Oddity, um, Stanley Kubrick movie. Uh, okay, I'm gonna preface by saying I understand why this movie everybody raves on about. It. I understand why you know it gets the attention. It, everyone calls it a masterpiece, but I couldn't with this movie. I'll be honest with you. Like, it's, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like anyone who's under 
50 years old will probably think this movie's boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but for a movie shot, it was what? It came out in 1968. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Some movies now need to take lessons from that because it's yeah. just from an atmospherical point of perspective, it was, I've, I've never been so drawn into something. Cause at some points, I'll be honest with you, it felt really jarring and really kind of just overdone. Like that 15 minute docking scene. I was like, bro, just get on with it. Like, yeah, exactly. just do cuts or something. Like, fair enough. I don't think, I feel like the movie has aged well in certain aspects, but at the same time, I feel like, as you said, if you're watching this now, I don't think a lot of people would appreciate it. And I put my hands up. I don't think I'm appreciating this movie for what it truly is. For me, a lot of people say this is a masterpiece. Yes, but where in time have that, has that person watched it? You know, I don't feel like I me right now I could sit and go yeah this this movie is a masterpiece I could maybe say in certain aspects but overall like I I was trying to review I was like okay this is a four and a half star movie then I was like no it really isn't and then it was like no I can't lie to myself I was like this is a three and a half star movie and I just kept going back and back and forth with myself for me it was just yeah some parts were really really jarring overdone like my ears were ringing at that point like I just found it so I was just like shut up I was just like, does it really need this much, you know, volumetric yeah. sound? Yeah, no, yeah, it was, and it would finish and it would be dead quiet, but I was still had that ringing noise in my ears. And I really found that just like, you know, I just couldn't stand it. I, re- I really couldn't. The story, I don't think the story is anything special, to be honest with you. Just, yeah. I, I, I don't really get the ending where he like goes off and he turns into a space baby. Like, no yeah. one, I've, I've like looked up a skate, like, 2001 Space Odyssey ending uh, explained and no one's explained it to me. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Why is he a space baby now? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. When I saw that scene, I just let it be. I just didn't want to even, I didn't want any explanation. I'll, I'll like, be honest like with no you. No one would say, you know, don't think about it. Just feel it. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was not feeling it. <laughs> the thing happened. Yeah, and usually when yeah. I miss, yeah, usually when things happen, when, when I miss certain things, like we'll, we'll talk about the next movie pick. When that thing you were talking about, I missed that the first time. I was like, "What? Have I? Did I just? Did I see that correctly?" Like, mm-hmm. I, I'll re- rewind and you know make sure I pick up on it and so forth. This movie, I was just like, I'm just there laying on the sofa. I was, bro, I felt like I was high or something. I was like, "Yeah, it is what it is. Just, just go with it." I, I just couldn't. I've, I was happy. The first half of the movie was really slow, and then the second half the was whole quite movie's slow. Well, yeah, I, I like, felt the second half it picked up. Yeah. Movies before 1970, like you, you just had to know that like all movies were like that slow. They had like long shots of like 15, like you said, 15 minute docking scenes. And like, it's just, it's just how movies are made. So like, you really have to like judge it like, you know, pre-1970 movies, yeah. post-1970 movies. Like we just don't have that attention span anymore to watch yeah. long yeah. shots with uh, classical music. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame. What'd you think of uh, How 9000 though? He was great though. It was great. Yeah. I, I, I love the, the persona of, uh, of the computer. Yeah. I love my, I think my favorite scene included with the, the computer was uh, when he was uh, taking off all the memory and he was trying to, mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to reverse his psych, kind of reverse psychology, you know, telling him, yeah, look, he's, he's feeling good. He, he didn't mean it and stuff like that. And the other guy was like telling him to sing the song. I thought that was quite a really well put together scene and I love that scene I think that was my favourite interaction and then the one where he's trying to dock the second time when he went to get the, the body and he's trying to 
talk to the computer and the computer's just point blank just ignoring him yeah uh, and uh saying like he he saw what he said because he could read his lips i thought that was a uh, great scene the computer how yeah. how 9000 was was great i think that was and i love and i love how kubik like shoots how 9000 you just you just see like that red dot and yes. like, even though it's just like a vet dot, like you can like really feel the emotion coming from like mm-hmm. the machine. It's it's weird. It's wild, but it, it works like really well. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like that, and that scene comes down to, for example, the one where he was reading their lips. He was, you don't see much. All you see is the red dot, and then you kind of provoke some uh, emotion, and then you see, you know, just the lips moving of the of of the two um, of the two guys and, and and that's about it and then it really does provoke some emotion i think this movie does well in terms of you know atmosphere soundtrack is i i thought great and some some aspects some shots are just incredible i have to mm-hmm. some especially shots just... especially like when it was filmed yes like people you know people think uh stanley kubrick filmed the moon landing <laughs> really yeah and like apparently he like left some clues in his movies like there's like some clues in The Shining where it's like studio or something. And it's like apparently, I don't know. Yeah. Conspiracies. Conspiracies. Conspiracy yeah. theories. We need uh, that uh, gift from Rick right now, don't we? Um, yeah, but I, I, I couldn't. It took me, well, the first time I watched it, I was like, I'm feeling really, am I feeling really tired or is, is am I just not vibing with the movie? So I thought, you know what? Let me just pause it and I'll watch something else, which I'll come to when I talk about my movies. And then I came back to it the second time. I was like, look, I need to get through this movie. Let's watch it. I just, I just couldn't. And then the ending scene was just, I was like, whatever. Just, yeah, just just go with it. Thankfully, the movie's over. Stanley Kubrick, I still think he's a genius from based off this movie, but this movie is just not for me in this day and age. Mm-hmm. If I was to think of it, I'd put my shoes in, or my bum in the, uh, in the seats of um, a theater goer in the 1960s. Yes, this movie is a masterpiece, but for somebody who's like, you know, contemporary uh, cinema now, and I just couldn't, I, I, I really couldn't. So yeah, it just depends where you sit. So that was a miss for me, to be honest. So that, that's I still, a, still, I still consider it a hit. Yeah. Um, Give yourself a little credit. Thank you. Uh, next one. Uh, Dennis Villeneuve movie, Rick's pick, uh, Insidious? Insid- I can't Incendies? Incendies. I Incendies. Know that's, yeah, Incendies. I absolutely loved this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a weird movie when you come towards the end, but it is such a powerful movie. I dropped you guys a message. I said, Vic, I've had to stop watching this movie. I felt like it was such a hard watch. I, so with this movie, so we'll try to not talk spoilers because I think a yeah, lot of people really need to watch this yeah. movie. And like um, the, 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 the reveal is worth it. Like trust it. Yes. Yes. Like I had to double take on the reveal, which we won't spoil. Me too. I was like, I, you know, the reveal came and I was like, then like five minutes later, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why has it got two letters? That's, that was my thing. I was like, huh? I was like, wait a minute. What? Is that, did that just happen? Yeah. I was like, then I just like, oh, like, yeah, that's I'm like, ooh. They I had it. to rewind it. So mm-hmm. I went back a few, uh, like about 30, 40 seconds to the, to the clip. I was like, okay, pay attention. Cause it is subtitles. Pay attention, I must have missed something. And when, when it hit me, I was like, well, I want to turn the movie off. I was like, no way. I, I couldn't believe it, but it really hits you. The movie, so basically, the movie is based on, um, let me get the synopsis up, actually, so I'm not waffling. But, you know, it's based on, um, I think it was the Christian and Muslim crisis in Lebanon, actually. Was and, it? Yeah. Because they did like a fictional place, right? 
Yeah, so it was supposed to be in Lebanon, but okay. they filmed it in Jordan. So it's basically uh, a lady, a dy- dying Middle Eastern woman living in Montreal, leaves two separate letters to her tw- twin children to, to read once she passes away. One is to deliver it to somebody, because I don't want to say who now, because I feel like I might have spoiled it with the two-letter reveal. And the other one is to be given to somebody else. So And they journey across, you know, uh, I think the Middle East, Lebanon, uh, to to hand a person a, a letter or so. Uh, and they did such a great job in, you know, portraying Middle Eastern culture. Like, for example, the room when she goes in and she asks the people information, you see the whole commotion. That's what Middle Eastern culture is like. You go into a room, especially if you're a foreigner, everyone's talking like, oh, look, she's got nice hair. Or look, this is she's a, she's a whitey from, you know, Europe or, or wherever. And that portrayal was quite cool to see. I think Dennis Villeneuve captured Middle Eastern culture yeah. really well i was like how does he know so much about like yes and culture French? Yes. like isn't this guy like mexican like how does he know so much yeah and how many double taken yeah he did such a great job and just uh i so the one where it really hit me hard there was two particular scenes that really hit me hard the first one i had to stop i literally and it's not an over exaggeration I, I i think i just stopped i stopped for about a good five ten minutes and then was it that the, scene, the bus scene? The bus scene. Oh my god, me! I mm, that was not, that was a hard watch, but like the animal scene, I was like, this is like cinematic. Like this is like this shot is amazing. Like, yeah, I can't I can't get enough of that shot of her and like the burning bus. I was like, yes, yeah, yes, yes. So that scene, though, because don't forget, both of us have now grown up in an age where you know we've seen, you know, ISIS take you know people do shit to them and stuff like that, and that kind of yeah reminded me of that way i think great cinema is when you're in a position of comfort let's say you're watching this at home you're comfortable you know and for me what great cinema is you're in a position of great comfort but you feel uneasy you feel like you could potentially be on that bus or in that in that position and what Mm -hmm. do you do and i felt really uneasy i felt like if i'm in that position that's it i'm i'm I'm, like the way he just shoots the bus driver out of nowhere and then just aims and just Pepper sprays the whole bus. I was like, wow. Yeah. And then constant crazy. Yeah. And shit like that happens. But we're in a position yeah, of comfort. Day, where, still. Yeah, still. So we're in a position of comfort where we don't really feel that. So watching it in a movie and watching it in a country where obviously I have great, you know, well, I'm from Lebanon, uh, it it hits hard. You're like, wow, okay, this is stuff that our parents might have gone through. I, I can't remember when about this was uh, in, in time. So that scene hit me hard. Ten minutes, I was like, "Wow!" So, and then she's like, "Christian, Christian," and 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 she and she did. She took the kid. I was like, "That that just hit me. That really did." I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay." And it was quite nice to see that. It's it's sad. Like you don't know what happens to the kid, but you know the kid's now an orphan and so on and so forth. So that was that scene. And then the other scene when the, the when there was a bunch of kids trying to, I think they were trying to take food or something to a nearby house. And they're hiding behind the car. And then one of the kids like, where's uh, Omar? Where's Omar? And then the next shot you see is him just, he's just got a, he- got a hole in his head. I was like, fuck, you know. That scene, yeah. like, I felt really sad. And then, because they're just kids, you know. And then mm-hmm. he pokes his head out. And then you don't see it, you just hear it. And, and it's mm-hmm. a different shot. And I was like, yeah, those were the two scenes. I, 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 at times I felt like it was a difficult watch. But I think it's one of those movies where it's trying to, captivate you and 
basically take your attention somewhere else. Like, I don't think it's taking your from a position of comfort to a reality that we don't see that is ongoing and it's continuously ongoing. Like we see in Afghanistan where uh, the Taliban go into school, uh, girls' school, and just kill girls. It, it, it happened recently, like two months ago. So it, it's it's crazy. And this is what this movie captivates so well. And I think, and this is why I said this is Villeneuve's best movie because mo- movies like Sicario and Arrival and stuff like that, those are all based off, you know, just his vivid imagination, just his, you know, no, his... Well, come on, Sakaya happens in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, for example, let's say, you know, Arrival, it's all... Okay, does, Arrival, does... yeah, Arrival. Yeah, yeah. Come on, is pretty realistic. <laughs> yeah, Sakaya is pre- pretty realistic, but you could, you know, bend the rules slightly. But with this, you have to get the culture correct. You have to get the society, you have to get what it means to be living in the that conflict the muslim christian conflict at that time what it means you can't you need to portray and tell the story where it it has some sort of you know balance to it you don't want to portray okay this is just like a propaganda movie now so he mm-hmm. does that really well whereas with for example let's just talk about arrival that's all up to the you know the creative vision of of venice it's like what kind of world he's trying to portray but with this as i said in cindy's you have to kind of be you know realistic and you have to try and it's not about you know selling you the story it's about selling you the experience whereas with arrival it's kind of a, a different thing it's trying to tell you a yeah, story like, so i was like i yeah. like, yeah. like science fiction while this yes. is like like you know you someone could tell me this was like based on a true story and i yeah. I, kind of, I believe it yeah but, um, exactly exactly i really like how the movie structured because like i feel like mm. until like the reveal it's 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 kind of like a puzzle it's like okay like why are they doing this like why did she give them this task to find these you know these people and like, yep. it, it, the movie doesn't make sense until like that reveals and it's like oh that's why and like yes. the puzzle like solves itself like you're looking for that last puzzle piece because it's just like you have to find this person it's like okay like why are you sending your kids to find this person doesn't really make sense but um yeah like that movie i mean that that reveal really like you know just pieces and, everything together yeah and the way it's done where it's like it's done with obviously a normal linear narratives in, in certain aspects but then it does it in it throws you into gives you a flashback mm-hmm. gives you a flashback of a certain scenes so the scene will play out let's call it let's just call it scene one will play out and then it'll give you a flashback to the end to basically how scene two came about and then it'll repeat itself and i thought that was a, a really well put together movie it's just yeah this is why i say it's Vilna's best movie i gave it four and a half star i was absolutely blown away by it i think this is I know I've given a lot of five stars uh, so far. I gave Mad Max five stars. Uh, but this has to be just, this is my favorite pick so far. It really is just because of, I've never felt so uneasy watching a film like I have with Incendies. And I've, I had to stop on two occasions. This was the closest to being home as well. So I felt like yeah, there was some it hit aspect. You. It, hit, yeah. it hit you because it was like, it was so relatable. Yeah. So it's like home, but even though it was filmed in Jordan, it's, Jordan and Lebanon look really, really same. It felt like you know, ah, oh, I'm, I'm home. Like I can see like these houses remind me of home, or this market reminds me of home. The people, how they walk in the streets, and how they go about their day reminds me of home. So yeah, I, it really hit me hard, and it was a, a, a fantastic movie to be honest with you. I would say uh, the one thing that tripped me up was um they did too good of a job casting the mom and the daughter 
that yes. like they look so similar that and like some of the flashlight like yes. i have it confused i was like okay like yes yes daughter? is this the mother like i can't i, I i'm like <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell at that point i was, confused. So I was like yeah wait, wait, wait. is this scene the daughter of the mother it was, it was great it was great it was though. great I, I can't believe it dennis villeneuve did a, a movie like this i I, mm-hmm. I really can't this is he's he might be he might be this generation's goat him yeah, nolan I, yeah uh like, who else is there uh, I I think this I, is. I think it's. I think it's between him and Nolan. Yeah, I think this is going out of your comfort zone to make a movie like this. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, because it's French and it's Arabic. Oh, I love the Arabic scenes because I was just like, yeah, I know what they're saying while reading the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think this is going out of your comfort zone for a director. I think this is yeah. It, With it the just first showed. major movie too. Like this is before all his hits. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I did not. So we were on a Dennis Villeneuve watch. I think. I've seen all, no wait. There's one movie I might not have seen. I think I haven't seen Prisoners. I think I've seen that, but I'm not too sure. I need to yeah, rewind. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal, wasn't it? Yeah, he has I mean, his daughter. Seen, yeah, I think I've seen it, but I need to watch it again. That movie's great. Yeah, I, I think Where's I've seen it. Where's yeah, my daughter? I think I've definitely seen it. I just need to, you know, I think it needs a rewatch. But we're on the Dennis Villeneuve watch uh, mm-hmm. before doing. Okay, no let's misses, talk, so no, no misses. Yeah, no misses. Yeah. That's uh, not a lot of directors have that pedigree, to be honest with you. So, great movie, great pick. I'm loving the building up momentum. So this week's pick was the Suicide Squad. It was just default pick. So next week is is back to you. Um, some movies to talk about. Me, I've been watching hell of a lot of movies, so I'll try and breeze through those. First of all, I want to talk about uh, Space Jam because obviously I don't think I talked about it. I think you talked about yeah. it. I feel, I feel like we're the we're the only two people that like that movie. I, I loved I loved it. That movie's fun. I, like, had... I don't know what people are talking about. It's like, why are you looking at this movie through like a critical lens? Like, oh, the yes. acting's bad. All oh, the plots generic. All oh, yes. this, this. It's like just just fucking enjoy the movie, bro. Like, stop being. Like, stop I stop went being in a film, bro. Yeah, like listen, like there's a time to be a film, bro, and there's time the time where you just should just enjoy a movie. And this is the movie mm-hmm. time where you just enjoy the damn movie, and. Um, I absolutely yes the, the the acting is horrible it's kind of generic but I absolutely <laughs> loved this this movie it was an absolute blast it was funny it was just I think me and you are the only two people that really enjoy this movie I just, this is a family friendly kids movie this is not made oh, yeah. for film critics like us you know but we loved it I thought it was a blast yeah. uh, I think my favorite scene was I found Michael Jordan <laughs> 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 And and then, like, uh, you found like you found Michael B. Joy, now Michael A. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene. That was so funny. And then there was so many like different. Uh, it was about two weeks ago now, three weeks ago since I watched it. But on on the the encore action as well with Wiley Coyote. Yeah. It was he, so... he carried the team, man. He you did, didn't he? He scored yeah. like a thousand points. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speed Speedy Gonzalez was just like NPC. Yeah. Um, Zendaya, her, her character, mm-hmm. they made her thick on purpose. I'm telling you, no, no I'm telling you, the, the original Space Jam, she was way more thick. Yeah, um, they, they, they like they kind of like eased it down. It's like okay, we're getting too sexual with this cartoon yeah. bunny. Like people, people are losing it. Uh, I um, love was it? I, the, I love the Goon Squads. Yeah, the slow mo. Uh, they the did, they scene, did yeah. Anthony. They did Anthony Davis dirty though. Like he was they getting did, cooked by everyone. I was like, yeah. come on, Levon, like. Come on, and they made like Dame, they made like Dame Lillard OP. Like he like stopped time and he yeah like, he stopped time. Like, it's Dame he time. He scored like five hundred points too. 
Yeah, she is. And then, um, no, it was, it was an absolutely great watch. Like, I would recommend it. I don't know if it's out, it's still in theatres here in the UK. I know it's still on, it's on HBO Max. I've got a VPN now for seven days. So I might give that another watch because that's an absolute blast of a movie. And like, I, 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 like, every time someone said that was a shit movie, I was like, but what was shit about it? It's a, it's a like, fun movie. Yeah, like we know the acting's not going to be good. LeBron James isn't an actor. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And I love the scene when he's like going into like the like the Warner Brothers universe is like he's yes, going yes. in the Matrix. He's going in like DC. He's going. Oh, in those those Batman. scenes were those scenes were amazing. Like a lot of people saying, "Oh, this movie is a shame they focus too much on kind of their um, their IPs and their properties." But it's Warner Brothers. This is the movie. This is what they're basing the movie around. So like, just get with it. Like the Matrix scene was that was my. I think out of all the other ones, I think that was my favorite. And then the the one where they're in uh, Metropolis and they're trying to stop the train. Yeah. That one was funny. And then you just see it. Like the, sa- the same people like complaining about all oh, the focusing too much on Warner Brothers universe are the same people that liked Ready Player One. It's like, pick a side, bro. Come yeah. Like, like, come on. Like, not, I love Ready Player One. About? Great movie as well. Um, that reminds me, you know which movie I'm looking forward to now? For, um, what? For, is it not Four Guy? Uh, the Ryan Reynolds Three movie. Guy. Free guy, yeah, yeah, free guy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that because apparently there's a lot of. Uh, where he plays uh, an NPC. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've seen a screenshot where they take the piss out of uh, Batman v Superman, so I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. up for that. Uh, but we yeah, saw another movie with uh, NPCs, right? Uh, the joke's going over my head. Serenity. Oh yes, Serenity, Serenity. That twist, that twist. I was like, wow. That twist like, at the end there. got me. It was a great twist. I didn't see it coming, but the movie as a whole, oh my God. Like, don't get me wrong, Matthew McConaughey, I think did a incredible job. I really enjoyed like his performance. And then you had Martha in it. Oh my God, she's just stunning. Like, she just does Martha. not age. Diane Lane, come on. Diane Lane. <laughs> don't, don't, come on, don't disrespect I, I forget her, I forget her name, I forget her name. And um, he's got her and he's, got, and he's sleeping with his ex-wife. Come on, Matthew, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? He's a, he's a video game. He can't get yeah. um so i really like those aspects and then the way they just yeah it's other than that the movie just kind of i like the concept this is one of those movies where the concept is so unique and refreshing but the execution maybe i don't i, I don't know what, i'm thinking of it now i just don't know what i found bad about it. i don't think i enjoyed it i think yeah the twist is amazing it's a great twist i think it's one of those twists where, you know, if, it, if it's done in a bad way or it's not handled well, it's, it just comes up shit. It reminds me of Cabin in the Woods. You remember the twist in that movie? I like, I like Cabin in the Woods. I, I enjoyed that movie, but that, that twist got a lot of people, you know, pissed off, essentially. Um, so, yeah, it just depends. And uh, I think Serenity did well in, in the execution of that twist. I didn't see that coming at all. But the movie as a whole, I thought it was quite... Well, I can't say it was a far-fetched to think it because he was being controlled... Oh, well, I, I I just don't know what to say about the movie. I just didn't enjoy it. It's <laughs> because, pretty forgettable. Yeah, it is a forgettable movie. It's like there's nothing else I can say about it because when you get to the twist, you understand why certain things are happening the way they are meant to happen. And I thought there was going to be some sort of, I don't know, I think I was expecting something else. I think that's what's so great about the twist where I was expecting, I was just, what was I expecting? I thought I was going to expect some like time traveling sort of, I don't know. I don't know. Because the first time the guy turns up and he goes, oh, I'm late. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, forgettable movie, but Matthew McConaughey. I think that's the only reason I watched it because it's got Matthew in it. Um, I did watch a great movie, uh, The Negotiator, Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Kevin Spacey. Have you ever seen that movie? I'm sure you have because it's an old I movie. Seen it. You have yeah, not seen it. No. Oh wow. Oh. That's a great movie. That's a really, really good movie. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it. You need to watch that movie. So I watched The Negotiator. Uh, basically, he gets um, set up. He's a negotiator, but he gets framed for the murder of somebody. And he takes mm-hmm. hostages. And then he calls uh-huh. Kevin Spacey, who's a negotiator, to kind of help him out. And then it just takes this nice twist and turn. It has one of those generic kind of... I don't really want to ruin it for you, but it has one of these generic endings where they get somebody on tape saying something. And then they mm-hmm. think they're not, they haven't been sussed out. And then, uh, you know, that sort of ending. So The Negotiator, really enjoyed that movie. Um, I've just been watching like some really, I wouldn't say trash movies, but it's like, you know, funny movies, like Ted 1 on 2. Um, like, one's great. Two is eh. Yeah, two is like. Uh, I like you know the when, Tom Brady stuff with two. Yeah, Tom Brady stuff too was kind of. The, the Liam the Neeson scene is great too. Yes, one, yes, one's a lot better. One's a lot better. Uh, I really enjoyed one more, more than two, and kind of the story, the narrative behind that. It was kind of a bit more believable. Well, I don't know what's believable about fucking talking Teddy, but uh, the guy trying to steal the Teddy. I like the the convention stuff in in two towards the end. I thought that was quite cool. Um, and I watched Horrible Bosses one and two. Yeah, uh, same That's great movies. Yeah, great movie. Same thing though. Uh, Horrible Boss one is. Uh, I believe a a better movie. I just oh, yeah. need to double check Letterbox quickly because I feel like I've watched uh, the trilogy of Hangover. Yeah, I did. I've watched Hangover also, yeah. one and three, one to three. Um, it's it's quite. I think the common theme with these movies, Ted, Horrible Bosses, and Hangover, is they're fun movies. They're great movies, but you put it off the first time, you know, it's quite hard to kind of you know, elevate yourself further. Mm-hmm. So the second ones don't really tend to, you know, be better than the first and the third one, for example, in terms of uh, Hangover. But I enjoyed those movies. They're great, great, great movies. Uh, and yesterday I also watched Moneyball. So I've been meaning mm. to watch this movie for... Great movie, right? Two years. And abs- I love this movie. I gave it four star. Absolutely blown away by it. And it kind of, even though it's based on American sports, you kind of see it in... Yeah, you know, the best sports, part of this movie yeah. is you don't have to you you have you don't have to know anything about baseball to enjoy this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like I kind of know a little bit about baseball, but like yeah. I don't watch baseball at all. So yeah, and even I was like really like engaged by this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I loved every aspect of it. I loved the the desire to win. What makes a winning team? You know, trying to it's not about trying to find a shortcut. They weren't trying to find a shortcut, but they were looking at you know. For example, one of the players, the reason they didn't like, or the reason a lot of teams didn't pay attention to him was because he, is it pitching or bowling? Pitching. Yeah, bowling is cricket. He pitched funny. Yeah, pitching. Like, I don't want Rick hearing me say that because otherwise he's going to say, when's cricket season side? But he pitched funny. Mm-hmm. And, and that was what uh, Joan Hill's character was all about, was trying to find these hidden gems amongst, you know, in, 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 in the garbage uh, can you know where other teams might have overlooked them and it's true because it happens even in normal sports so for example it didn't it happen, happen with Brady in terms of how he when he got drafted like they said he was unathletic and yeah he's just yeah. he's he's like pretty average in 
like college like you know yeah. he didn't like show anything like superstar potential but like you know some you, you just can't scout things like some people yes. just have it and yes movie, exactly like this movie is about finding the hidden gems exactly and i've had the opportunity and luck and like yeah luck to to work in in the field of sports and we've had that at, at the team where they wouldn't scout somebody because maybe you know their running mechanics weren't great or their legs were slightly bowed in or you know their lifestyle might be different because we had that in the movie where this guy liked to go partying every Friday night but he was a great baseball player and um, and a prime example is Harry Kane so a lot of people know who Harry Kane is uh, so when he was young everyone kind of overlooked him because he spoke funny or he was quite he was a chubby kid but like he's now one of the greatest strikers in the world and it's stuff like this where he is said he coming is he coming back to the Spurs? Well, he's back training today. Okay, he has okay, to he has to quarantine. That's good news. Uh, 150 mil is a lot of money for him, and if he's worth yeah, he's worth it. Come on, he is he is worth it. But I don't. I want him to win stuff. I don't know if he'll stay anymore. I think we're just. I'm. I've given up on my on my team. We've got different. Yeah. Anyway, blah blah blah. <laughs> I cannot be bothered. Um, <laughs> So it happens, and to see this being brought into the movie, I thought it was great. They were looking at players who, you know, don't stand out in terms of physical attributes, but, you know, do something that the team is lacking. And I, I love that aspect of it. And I thought Brad Pitt was great. That scene in in the room with the, I don't know what the roles of the other play, uh, people are, but when he's clicking his fingers at Jonah Hill, he's like, oh, do you want me to talk? He goes, yes, that's what that means. <laughs> I've been in the room like in that, and it's quite a tense situation where... You've got the head coach, you've got the coach, you've got the physiotherapist, you've got the strength condition coach telling you these players can't play, but the coach wants them to play this and you're trying to fit them. It's quite an intense environment or when you're trying to sell players and stuff like that. So I've been in the room in that environment and it's quite tense and I just loved how it was portrayed there in a sport that I didn't give a shit about. As you said, you could watch it and still you know, enjoy it. And yeah, I love that scene. Where I think my favourite scene though was when he told him... Um, practice cutting players and yeah. um he goes oh but i'm never going to do it and then he sends him to go and do it one, one day I, I love that scene he sat him down and goes and he gave it to him straight and that's what brad, brad pitt told him he said you give it to him straight that's what they want they don't want no you know uh, a common boy called it he didn't call it waffling he called it something anyways um and i, lo- I love that particular scene but Jonah was amazing in that movie oh yeah he's a great actor when he's not yeah. doing like comedic roles yeah and RIP to the goat in that movie. Um, yep. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, got, I got the order correctly. Uh, he, he was incredible in that. But the ending, man, I was like, I was like, come on, Brad. Come on. Like, I know you don't want <laughs> to, to take the money, but yeah, it's, and it was based on a true story, wasn't it? So, yep. They're, they're still successful today. Oh, really? Have they won yeah. any championships? Really or? Been. No, I don't think they have, but Billy Bean's been really successful. Oh, damn, man. I don't know what Jonah character's, Jonah Hill's character is doing. I yeah. think he's pretty successful, too. Oh, you know what my favorite scene was? When they're partying and having, like, a big laugh after a loss, and he walks in and goes, he just smashes the tape and goes, this is what the sound of losing should feel like. And I love that, because I hate fucking losing, and he just felt like, yeah. I felt like I was watching me in that sense. Because I've been in, when he's played sports, I've been in dressing rooms where everyone's just thinking, I'm just there being grumpy and telling people to shut the fuck up. Why we just lost the game. Like, why are you so so happy? So, yeah. I, so that's all I've watched. I've watched those. I've watched the Hangover movie, The Negotiator, which I think everybody should watch. Serenity. Oh, also one more movie. It's called 1BR. 
so basically it's a girl who who uh, rents an apartment mm-hmm. but it's like a cult uh, i don't know if you've ever seen this movie uh, so it's like a cult and she has to buy into what they're doing and yeah it's a weird weird movie but i really enjoyed it for some aspects of it so it's quite tense quite weird at times so they just buy into this whole cult and you know they they lock themselves from the outside world um and they marry within and all that kind of stuff and then when they yeah they just keep recruiting people so they put up a room for for rent they get another person in and they lock you up in like a uh a room where that like to terrorize you and all that kind of stuff they had her standing up against the wall in one of the scenes and it said when the light goes off you rest and when the light doesn't you have to put your hands up against the wall leaning like kind of back uh and at one point she kept falling off so the guy came and basically piled uh nails in both hands uh, and the only way she like kept com- it was weird man and then the only way she kept once it was all over, the only way she could have come out was to pull hands hands out. So she had holes in her hands. But check 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 the synopsis on uh, Letterbox or IMDb. It's just called One B R. Bravo mm-hmm. Romeo. Um, yeah, it's I as I said, it's a weird concept. It's weird things. She escapes, but then she, she finds out like the whole neighborhood is this whole cult thing, and it was just like ah oh, okay. So yeah, uh, that's all the movies I've watched this week. I've got a game that I won't talk about, but I'll let you do your movie picks. Okay, uh, so I'll do this a little different. I'll mention one thing I'm watching, one thing I'm playing, and one thing I'm reading. So oh, nice. let's start with what I'm watching. I'm watching Dark on Netflix. Which oh, is yes, great. yes, yes. You've seen three episodes of it so No, far? I am on episode six now when they Ooh. open up the letter and they explain mm, everything. That was, that was, that was like, that fucked me up. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. That's fucking, that was good. But, um, so, no spoilers, but, like, the, like, the, the, the less you know about the show, the better. It's, it's good to just, like, go in, like, empty, like, you know, just not knowing everything. But, essentially, what the show's about is, like, yeah, it's, it's like some time travel shenanigans, but, like, everything's pretty much connected. Like, the past influences the future, the f- future influences the past, the present you know influences everything so like everything's connected like they're in like a time loop in a way um and like the first like the it like it eases the audience in like first it it takes place in 2019 so like present day then it goes to 1986 then it goes to 1953 then it goes in the future and then like by like the start of season two you're like keeping track of like five different timelines and people playing like older versions younger versions it's it's yeah. great it's like it's just it's kind of like Incep- not inception uh tenet where like yes you see something it's like that's weird then it comes back to it and it's like oh so this was like a future version of them interacting with them but like it's great i don't know it's, i don't know what's the thoughts on it. yeah uh, i think you summed it up better than i could to be honest with you i i'll be honest with you i got lost a few times on the way mm-hmm. uh i found that not that I wasn't paying attention, but I found that sometimes it was so hard to kind of keep up with what's happening. But I think that's more down to me than the show. I think the show does a good job as I say, to show you which era you're in and what's happening and so on and so forth. But it's a mo- it's a TV show where sometimes you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And you yeah. don't get, yeah, you don't get the answers for it until later. So the, the reward for sitting through episodes is is great. I don't think a lot of TV shows do that. I think 
a lot of TV shows try to do that, but people give up on them. And one that sticks up to my mind straight away is Manifest. You know, the, the plane one that I talked about yeah. ages ago where the plane, the, well, the plane went missing, but then it lands like five years too late and everyone's alive and so forth. And what that TV show did so well at the start was, you know, always try and leave on a mystery, but then it would never answer those mysteries later on. You'd expect the mystery. Okay. Maybe the next like episode. Yeah. But Lost was kind of different because Lost was new in its in that time, you know. Uh, and there wasn't much like great heavy hitters. We weren't in the era of you know streaming or or whatever. You know, it was okay. You had to watch one episode a week on TV. If you missed a season, you had to buy the box set and you could binge watch it that way. We're in an era now where we could watch whatever we want, whenever we want. So it's easy for us to give up. Uh, so with Manifest. I got bored because nothing was ever explained. Whereas with Dark, I feel like the longer you stick with it, the more reward you get out of it. And I feel like that's why I've stuck with it. That's why I'm not giving up on it just yet. I'm on episode six it, or it seven, I believe. It, don't worry. It definitely explains everything. Like yeah. by the end of season one, you'll be like, okay, so this is what's going on. Exactly. And I think once you get the whole kind of idea of what the story is trying to tell you, like, as you said, past, present, future, whatever, it's a lot easier to, to, you know, pay attention to, but I've enjoyed it. Like if I didn't, I would have given up because I think a lot of people make the mistake of not giving. It's like when you read a book, some people would like to read through a book, even if it's shit, they try and force them way to the end. For me, if a TV show is shit or I'm not enjoying it, I give up on it. It's it's, there's no harm in it. We've done that with Lovecraft country where I think you made it further than I did. I was like, yeah, it's time to just, you know, cut ties and move on to the next TV show. But I think with dark up, I think I might make it to all three seasons. I think there's three seasons, correct? Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far, but I think you, you've described it better than I could. could, could so, uh, plus, and, plus the score, the score is like excellent. Like yes. it's like so ominous and like creepy. Like you, mm-hmm. it's just like something like dark is coming and like, you don't know what it is, but it's like really unsettling. It's great. But um, as far as playing, I finally finished Gears Tactics. Mm. Finally. Even though that game came out like two years ago, but yeah. like that that third act is so like like this this game should really be like six to eight hours long, but like yeah. it just makes you do a bunch of side missions that just yes like, yes it's like yes. it's um, it's pretty much filler, and yeah. it makes a game like twenty hours, and it's like like by the end I was like please just let me finish just this game. I don't finish play game yeah. But overall, like I really liked it. Like it was you know like you, 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 said, me- you remember when I call- what did I call it? I think I said it was you said one- it was the best gears game. Yeah, and you like looked at me. I because it just works. I think the universe just works so well. I think I need to I need to finish it also. But I'm waiting for Hades, which drops next week. So my attention mm, is, is yeah. I'm, I'm so hyped for that, man. I, I really I can't wait. I've got that pre-downloaded everything, just waiting to go. Uh, but um, I, yeah. yeah as far as what I'm reading, I read Dark Matter, which I talked okay. about a little bit on the group chat. Um, so the plot is basically um, it's a guy who you know who's, who's like with his family like he's got a wife he's got a son he gets kidnapped and he gets he gets kidnapped by a variant of himself yep. from a different multiverse and oh, like okay. he basically steals his life and sends him to his universe so in his universe like he's like really successful he's like a really rich famous scientist but like he misses his family like he he chose between he had a choice between like do i go with career or do I go with family? And he chose yeah. his career and he, he regrets it. He's like, okay, I want my family instead. So he like trades lives. It's so good. Um, 
basically like the protagonist is trying to get back to his multiverse. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure out how multiversal uh, travel works. Yeah. And like they, they do like a good job. It's like, it's kind of like time travel. It's like, but like the ending is super wild. Like I don't want to ruin the ending for you. Like in case yeah. you read it, but like it gets crazy really? at the end. It's so good. I don't know. I, I'll tell a, you the ending. Is this a no, 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 don't tell me the ending. Is this a novel or, gra- or graphic novel? It's a novel. Okay. They're, they're adapting it to, yep. I think it's Apple TV. So I don't okay. have Apple TV. I might get it when the show comes out because okay. it's really good. Question, highly who does it. have Apple TV? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No oh. one. Maybe a, a, maybe a multiverse version of myself. Yeah. But um, um, I, I really like how they explain like how the multiverse works. Like Every time we like make a decision that that's like a branching timeline so like say you went to lunch and the yes. waitress was like do you want uh like a pizza or a burger that's when that's that's a multiverse split right there like there's one okay. universe where you get the pizza and there's one universe where you get the burger okay and then it's good. so it's it's really like infinite universe it's blowing my mind i, I fucking um, love my, this multiverse shit. i think yeah yeah I, I, like for start i think that's why we got onto dark because we're really into multiversal kind of and I'm lucky for that oh. yeah yeah so we're really into all that at the moment so i think that's why we got into dark but that book dark matter sounds so interesting i mm-hmm. i'm going to the beach soon so i feel like it's pretty um, short i think you can yeah finish. i think continue talking i'm gonna search it on amazon quickly yeah. i think this way this beach is in the uk <laughs> well i have to travel for, uh, yeah I have, I have to travel for like three hours to get to a damn, damn. beach yeah damn. but um I, I really feel that um, Nolan's going to do a multiverse movie soon. Like he's, come on, he, he went from dreams to time travel. He's going to do multiverse and it's going gonna, it's gonna to make no fucking sense. <laughs> uh, oh, fucking so Dark that. Matter, a mind-blowing twisted thriller by Blake Crouch. Is that the one? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Paperback. Yeah. I Seven can't pounds. wait until he does this multiverse movie. It's going to be amazing and confusing as hell it's going to be so confusing it's going to be one of those movies where you won't understand it until a few years down the line um that sounds super interesting i think i'm going to pick that up for the beach what trip are you, what are you reading right now what are you reading i am reading 12 rules of life by i, I hear that's really good that's really good like i'm not really i don't mind books that give you you know life advice and stuff like that yeah. so it's by jordan b peterson the issue mm-hmm. with those books are they get really boring and tedious because they all sound the same. They're like, oh, do this or wake up at five or, you know, go to sleep. Or, so, you know, those, like, and go to sleep early. Like, no go shit. Go to sleep bro. early. No shit. Yeah. Or wake up, have a cup of water or, you know, train up, go for well, a run. That, where, that, that one reel you sent me where uh, he, you, you get up after four hours of sleep. This, oh, yeah, yeah. this, this guy gets up at 4am going to the gym after 2 hours of sleep this motherfucker <laughs> don't miss so this book is really great it covers a lot mm. of great aspects and I think the the chapter I've just finished is let me quickly go through it and just read you the rules the chapter I just finished was quite I, I found it really like captivating so the chapter it was set your house in perfect order before you criticise the world and I really love that chapter because we're so fast to criticize everything else but ourselves. We we find blame elsewhere before we yeah. blame ourselves. And this is this was kind of like the same kind of aspect. That's what he was trying to cover. And yeah, 
I like really make sure, enjoyed. Make sure yeah. you have your shit together before you criticize. Yeah, exactly. Like, and when something goes wrong, it's not because it's usually somebody else's problem. It's because it's your fault. So I'm not. I like these books because sometimes you know you can learn a lot, but sometimes they get really, really tedious. But this one, Twelve Rules of Life, Twelve Sorry, Twelve Rules for Life, an antidote to chaos. I'm loving. Like I'm reading this on the way uh, on, if, on the way to the gym. We had an antidote to Rick's chaos. Rick's, Rick's chaos. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm really loving loving this. The next one I really wanted to start was like the Japanese one, which oh, is yeah. yeah, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. So I like stuff like this uh, because obviously last year I was reading a lot of architectural books for studying and work and stuff like that. I just wanted to, you know, free the mind. So these are the few books I'll probably read. I've got who's that a few- uh, Japanese book by? Uh, the Japanese book by oh actually it's, just, it out. it's called I-K-I-G-A-I I can't even pronounce it Ikagi? Ikagi is that how you pronounce it? because I don't want to yeah. butcher Japanese yeah Ikagi I, I watch anime okay there you go uh, Final enough it's not written by Japanese people but I believe it's written by people who have lived in Japan and okay. taken um, so this that's the next book I really want to read before I go back and just you know start my architectural books um, but i've got a lot of philosophy books i've got the plato book i've got socrates and Marx. those are books i really want to finish before mm-hmm. i get back into to studying but you're, um you're gonna be questioning everything bro i was i was what, I, what I read the art of war coming bro i i read the art what of war copy uh but i i read i read the art of war and i was ready i was ready <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to jump up on civilization and send a gandhi a nuke uh, <laughs> talking about games, I haven't really been playing much. I've been playing Battlefield here and there. I just haven't been feeling games. I do have the Ascent downloaded. Yep, I haven't touched that. I don't know if you've played it, uh, but I did download the Back for Blood beta. This is mm. pretty much Left 4 Dead. That's yeah, what I'm going to say. It's the same uh, developers. Yes, exactly, and uh, it's pretty much Left 4 Dead. It's got a few new systems, which I think is like card game. Card uh, game. Uh, yeah, it's like card based system where oh. you either bring in um, upgrades that suit you so you can be selfish and you know suit yourself you get more ammo you get more speed or you can pick, um, pick cards that suit the team so like a uh, team will recover ammo a lot quicker or they will reload much faster so there's certain aspects like that it's the the mode that i played so i played the normal campaign mode but there's a mode called uh, it's like pvp mode where you take it in turns you have to it's like the horde mode, but the horde is actually um, human controlled. Yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed that, but I think it's only a beta, but the setup and the whole thing was just so long and jarring. I was like, come on. I was the horde at the time. I was like, I was waiting for three minutes, four minutes for the game to start because you had to wait for the humans to scavenge and set up and you're just there just like doing nothing. Yeah, there's nothing happening. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. You have to survive. Uh, it's, I think it's best of three. You survive as long as you can. Once you die as a human, you become the horde, essentially, and then you have to stop them before they beat your time. If they beat your time, obviously, they get a point, and then you move on to the next round in a different setting. Uh, I think that mode is going to be really, really popular, but the only thing about these games are these are only fun with three other players, either friends or whatever, who have mics. If you don't have a group that you play with on a constant basis with this, and this is why I really enjoyed Left 4 Dead, we were all everyone in the area back when I used to live with my parents when I was young um, every Friday weekends we'll all be on Xbox Live you know playing and that's 
I think that's going to be the weakness for this game. If you don't have that, this game is going to fail. And it's, yeah. So uh, I, I, I've enjoyed what I've played of it so far. I haven't played too much because I don't really want it to ruin the experience for me. And when I get the, the game come out? It comes out in October. Ooh, so it's just around, yeah, right. yeah, just around the corner, I believe. Uh, beta ends in two days, so I'll probably play some more tomorrow if I come back in time. But I, I die. But I just want to play one or two more games. Um, but that's that's me. I don't know if you got anything. I don't know if you played anything or. Yeah, gears, gears tactics. <laughs> oh no, I meant uh, I don't know if you played oh. Descent. You didn't touch it. Did yeah, you? I just played that fifteen minutes. Okay. But, um, it's 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 okay. Yeah, nothing um, revolutionary. I'm waiting for Hades. I can't wait. You've you you it's did you said thirty runs. That yeah. was my game of the year. Last. Yeah. So uh, let's go on the main news and let's get out of here. Uh, I just want to start with just news regarding the Better Call Saul actor Bob. I don't know his surname. Yeah, you know, I can't remember his surname. Let's call him Bob. He had he had a heart attack on set. Um, many many heart attack, but mini heart attack. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm glad, glad he's doing well. Better. Glad he's doing well. Um, so just hope that he recovers. Uh, yeah, I was just quite shocked when I saw that. I was like, oh, please, not him. Um, so hopefully he recovers. So he had that. I haven't watched Lord of the Rings Mio since I watched it in theaters, and that's a very, we very long marathon. We need to do a marathon because Extended Amazon is going to take us 12 hours. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see who's going to be brave enough to pick that for their movie pick. I think your brother will probably do that. <laughs> Amazon have dropped their first image. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, oh. We'd had to like we had to pick three straight ones. Three straight ones, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazon dropped their first image for the Lord of the Rings TV show September second, twenty twenty two, is a confirmed date. I have mm-hmm. never got so excited over one picture mirror. Looks beautiful. And I'm and I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, fan. I have to say, I've watched it once, never got back into it. Love those movies, but wow, and the budget on them. Amazon are going all out. If this doesn't succeed, okay, then I just Amazon needs to fold because that's a lot of money to be spent on on a TV show. I think it's. I'm not too sure when it's going to be set. Set. It's. Um. I don't know in regards it's to a, it's a prequel. Move. So yeah. it's set like I don't. I think it's set like a thousand years or so before the events of the movies. Yep. So, but it's, got, it's an expansive it's universe. It's got a lot of rich history, though. It's yeah. got a lot of rich history. Expansive universe, rich history. They've got a lot of potential. I think this had to be a, a hit. There's no doubt about this, in, in, in my opinion. I know, Mia, I think you're looking forward to this. I think, am I yeah. saying your brother's a big fan? Or was that yeah, you? Both, yeah, both like, of you. Yeah. Wings fans. Like, if you dropped us off in Middle Earth, we we yeah. know like where to go. It's like, we're like we're we like okay like so we're yeah. in the Shire. So if we head east, we'll get to Rivendell. Then we'll go south to Rohan. Then east more to Gondor. We're here, baby. But yeah, we're huge Lord of the Rings fans. Like we've seen those movies. Like we've seen each of them like probably yeah. like twenty times. Like it's 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 probably my it's 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 my favorite movie like of all time like those three movies those those three movies are my favorite movies of all time like, great I trilogy wait. to be honest yeah. I cannot wait for this for the series to come out uh, a long way to go but I, I'm really hyped as somebody who is not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan who is not like you know clued up with everything I, I'm, I'm hyped like when I saw that I was like wow all I need is a trailer now and, uh, mm-hmm. and that's it um, talking about trailers we've got a few actually this week uh, so let's start off with Dune. I 
avoided that trailer. So, Mia, this is going to be on you. I avoided yeah. that trailer because I'm just so... I'm, look, I'm, I'm already in. You know, I've seen the first trailer. That was enough for me. I loved it. I don't want... I know the world's expansive and it's a two-part movie. I believe it's a two-part movie or three-part. I can't remember. Uh, and I know the trade is not... I think so too. Yeah, I know the trade is not going to ruin much, but I really want to go in, into that movie without knowing or seeing too much. So you've seen the trailer, Mia. What are your thoughts quickly on that? Yeah, um, so it does kind of spoil a little bit. So I, w- I definitely <laughs> wouldn't watch the movie. It, it You know, it... I, I don't I don't I don't even want to say like what it spoils, but um you, is yeah, it, you, it you're like, feeling the vibe, you're feeling it. You, oh yeah, I I love the vibe. Like you know, villain villain I can never say his name. Dennis. Yeah, you know Dennis his, Villeneuve, like, yeah. You know his you know his special effects. Like it's a yes. great mix of practical and CGI. Like it looks I I don't I don't want to say it looks better than Blade Runner because I think Blade Runner is like the best looking movie. Oh shit, ever. I forgot he made Blade Runner as well. Yeah, fuck Yeah, I know, right? He's he's fucking a genius. Hell. He's a, like he's I a said, I said this when we it's first talked. Don't miss, don't miss yeah. You don't miss in the hero battle. Um, I said this the first time when we watched when they dropped the Dune trailer. I said, for me, and I, I don't know if it's disrespectful for me to say this now because going back and thing, because obviously he's made Blade Runner, he's made all these movies. I said this will be his Dark Knight, just like how Nolan captivated an audience with his movies, and everyone. Sorry, with the mm-hmm. Dark Knight, everybody now pays more attention. I feel like this, because obviously Dune is, 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 is rich in history, you know, there's a big audience, a big fan, obviously it's based on the books and so forth. I think when you get a movie right like this, then, you know, people sit up and pay more attention to you. And I think that's what's going to happen. You get the blank check from Hollywood. You can exactly. make whatever you want. You can make whatever you want. And I think, no disrespect to Villeneuve, he's made some incredible movies. No misses. Mm-hmm. He's made Arrivals. He's made, obviously, Sicario. He's made uh, Blade Runner and obviously made in Cindy's. Those movies that they are amazing, like from a cinematography perspective, from a you know just the atmosphere, the the storytelling, whatever the case may be. But I feel like if he pulls Dune off in both parts mm-hmm. to a high standard, I think that's it. I think uh, you know, as you said, he gets that blank check. He gets signed up to a a studio like how Warner Brothers signed up Nolan. It'll, it'll go down that route and then people pay more attention and then you know what happens after that everyone starts hating <laughs> so um so that's what i think so i've avoided the trailer it's I'm, I'm i'm all in it comes it drops i believe november or december i can't remember i think uh, november okay uh few more trailers stranger things we think we got a sneak peek of that that drops next year that looks quite the thing is with stranger things I don't know if the ship has sailed on that sort of vibe, you know, the the setting, the the, the 80s era. nostalgia. Yeah, I don't know if the sh- the ship has sailed on that because we got that in Wonder Woman for a bit, and yeah. that was like Wonder uh, Woman. Wonder Woman massacred it. It's like yeah, like, you know that meme. Any movies anymore in the eighties? Yeah, you know that meme. I'm tired of it. The eighties. Look how they butchered, <laughs> butchered yeah, know, my boy. Exactly. That's exactly what what happened. So, but I feel like what will keep Stranger Things floating essentially is the fact that you know it left on a massive cliffhanger and there's still a lot of mystery behind what's happening mm-hmm. but that remains to be seen and obviously the actors have age so the time frame i want to see yeah. where in the timeline this is now so we saw a sneak peek i think we're going to get a full trailer from them soon but sticking with netflix uh netflix are developing games now 
and that will be free to users. So I don't know if you saw that, that piece of news. I, I think it's quite... I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, I, I'm not... obviously, I think, first of all, they're going to pick up uh, subscription prices because it's Netflix. Secondly, I have no idea why they would do that because the market is... I think it's oversaturated. For a start, we've got a Game Pass and xCloud coming up. I think that's doing its job. I think we're going to have the Steam Deck soon. Yeah, uh, Stadia. We've got Stadia, which that's is the whole shit. Thing for some yeah, reason. for some reason. I don't know um, why these... I think it's just trying to... The thing is, streaming now has become so popular that everyone's got a streaming service that I think Netflix is trying to do what they did at the start was to jump ahead of it before it was, you know, the whole DVD rental service. And then they started streaming. I think they're trying to find the next evolutionary step in streaming. And then whether if that's offering their subscribers games or something more power to them, but I, I, I don't know. I think they should just avoid it. I think they should really focus on their TV shows because in my honest opinion, it's all, it, it's just what, there's hardly any. Uh, it's all quality. It's all quantity over quality when it comes yeah. to the Netflix originals. So I'd really like to see them kind of just invest, just like how Disney are investing in in their TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would like to see Netflix uh, invest in in their TV shows. Um, we got a What If and Shang Chi trailer. Shang Chi, I couldn't give a shit about. I'll be honest with you, I'm bored of that. Um, I'm bored of it. I'll, I'll definitely see it. I hope it's good. I'm just. I just don't care about it. I read uh, after Loki. I just want the multiverse. Yeah, like if yeah, if it's not about the multiverse, I don't care. Like Hawkeye, I don't care. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't care. I, I, yeah, exactly. Uh, talking about the multiverse. So, so Stephen A. Smith, I'm a, I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. Uh, uh, it's like uh, when I see a Shang Chi trailer now, I'm like Stephen A. Smith, get this guy out of here. <laughs> uh, but what if drop the trailer? And mm-hmm. it was a fascinating trade, I have to say. They'll talk about the multiverse and they confirmed that it's canon. So Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That starts Wednesday, actually, and I think we're going to be doing a watch party for that. We've got How a long Hawkeye. Are they 30 minutes of an hour? I got to look it up really quick. Oh, look it up quickly. Uh, we've got a Hawkeye confirmation date, which we still don't care about. We haven't seen a trailer. Uh, it's dropping on the 24th of November. I believe that's Thanksgiving weekend, Mia, over in the States. What, what, what date did you say again? 24th of November. Yeah, is that right, Thanksgiving that's... weekend? Yeah. Yep. Um, so what if it's looking oh, yeah. at... Yeah. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. That's How many episodes? There's 19. Night? No, 10, 10 in season one. Okay. 10 episodes. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. 30 minutes. I think it's going to be a quick watch. Um, yeah, it's, it just answers the, the question. What if? And there's a lot of possibility with that. The fact that it's canon and they could just you know branch off and do something else, I think that's quite fascinating. Um, Venom trailer. There's a lot of trailer news, so this is the last one. Uh, Venom tra- trailer. I thought, I'm just going to go out there and say, I think Sony and uh, well, Marvel, if they've worked on it also, have basically knocked the ball out of the park if we were going to go and do a money ball quote uh with carnage he looks absolutely incredible he does and they they cast the perfect actor from woody hilson yes he, he understands excitement like he he yeah. crushes everything he does um i'm still kind of nervous about you know the director um any circus like he really hasn't made anything good but yes. you know as long as he gives tom hardy veins to carry the movie he'll be fine like the first movie, it was like kind of like mediocre, except Tom, Tom Hardy was like 
straight carrying that movie too. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Carnage looks beautiful. Like my favorite scene from that trailer was when the guy when when Venom was like, Oh, that's a red dude. <laughs> I was just like and he was literally he was he was shook. He was, he was literally like Hulk, he was like Hulk in if anyway. Yeah. Uh one thing I did like from the trailer was I don't know if they've just, you know, it's just trailer manipulation and you know you know how sometimes they fake certain things or they make things look out maybe different to what they actually are, but uh, Carnage's character Woody has a, a biting blooming uh, what's his name Tom Hardy yep and taking his well he goes and he he says something oh he tastes different mm-hmm. I feel like that's how he becomes Carnage now and I feel like nah, that's not that's not how he that, gets I hope not because that really ruins the movie essentially doesn't yeah. it? that's a major plot and I was like looking forward to seeing how Carnage becomes you know, Carnage, like, just like how we had like the, the, the narrative behind Venom and in, in the first movie. So, yeah, uh, hopefully it's not the case. Hopefully it's just you know trailer manipulation. But I absolutely love the trailer. I think I've seen it a few times. Absolutely incredible. Looking forward to that. I think that comes out. I think that's around the corner. Also, I think that's out in October, next month, October. Yes, thank God. Um, movies are now starting to trickle in, which is great. Um, and just to wrap up with a few news, this will be just quick blast through them. Michael B. Jordan, so not Michael A. Jordan, is developing a Black Superman project for HBO Max and will center around Val Zod. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So I think it's I, I think it's a little oversaturation because you have this and then you have another Black Superman project with JJ Abrams. It's like Oh, how, is that how, still how, going on? Yeah. It's like how many oh. Black Superman are we getting? <laughs> Come on. We're getting I... two Black Superman? Are we getting this oversaturation because of the age, the day and age that we live in? And it's just, you know, I think I, good publicity. I think, like we have like, okay, so like right now we have like two different, two Batmans. We have Bat, Ben Affleck Batman. We have who, who, who two, Batman. before I forget, has been seen on, on, yeah. on set then, of the Flash movie. And then we have three Supermen. Like we have yep. two Black Supermans. We have Henry Cavill. Like it's too many. It's too much. Yeah. Come on, just... Stick to one. I please. think. Obviously, this is. I think this is DC trying to get a step up now, ahead of Marvel and their multiverse. I think this is DC trying to create their own. Oh, know. that would that 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 would kind of work. That yeah. Work. So obviously, DC can you know try something different and risk it with their own kind of multiverse, whatever. So it might work. It might not. It's, I don't know. It just depends. Because look, Marvel have always come out and gone, look, for example, with what if it's canon, it's part of the multiverse. Cool. We've got that. We understand that now. Whereas with these DC projects, we just still don't know where they are. Well, are they canon or they're not? You know what I mean? So it, it becomes very, very confusing. So uh, it just remains to be seen. And my the reason I picked this up is I have no idea why Michael B. Jordan's developing this. I, I really feel like this is just all publicity. I, no disrespect, and I don't want it to come like across is very very disrespectful but if you're making a black movie a movie based on a black character you don't necessarily need a black director in my opinion i think you just get the best man for the job and i don't think michael b jordan is the uh, best man for the I job would, i would i would i would push back on that a little because i feel like you don't get like the experiences of like being like i and like dennis villanoive did like a really great job but like i feel like if you really want to capture like you know like being like a particular race culture like you have yeah. to have like 
you have to have someone that's like been through that experience. But you know, then again, like, but, but would you, but Krypton. The, yeah. But <laughs> would you, from Krypton. Yeah. So we I, don't know what being, and then, then again, would you, would you, would you hire me with no experience to, to, to push in Cindy's and I'm hey, come from the, I, yeah. I would, I would watch that. I would watch that. <laughs> uh, um, this is a good uh, piece of news. Bre- Brendan Fraser, who we have not seen in a long time, joins the Martin Scorsese Killers of the mm-hmm. Flower Moon movie. Uh, I think you shared that actually in the group. And I was like, yeah, it's uh, nice to see him back. It's been a very, He's, very long he time. Was, he was so good in those mummy movies. Like, yeah. His character in the mummy, he, he's like up there with like action movie like heroes. Like, there's like Indiana Jones. He reminds me of Chris Pratt. Yeah. For some reason, Chris Pratt reminds me how, of How how dare you compare Brandon Fraser to Chris Pratt? I have been that way around. Are you serious? Chris <laughs> Pratt? This motherfucker got lucky. Come on. Come on. The guy who punched Thanos? Really plan? Brandon Thanos? Thanos? Oh, oh my goodness. My head is hot. You compare Brandon Fraser to Chris Pratt. All right, let's let's that fifty percent of that fifty percent of me that's dumb is a hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, that person. I, I I feel like their personas are the same though. You know, they're quite funny in the movies. Uh, but I think uh, Brendan is a is a better actor. I don't. Yeah. I think Chris Pratt can't act in a movie if the movie is not humorous in some aspect. Like uh, we had Passenger, which was a quite serious movie, and I thought it was crap. I don't think it was great. I think he's not great I in the dressing. It. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's quite you know different. I don't think it was great in the Jurassic Park movies. I think in Guardians of the Galaxy, I think Star-Lord is a good role for him. Uh, Moneyball, obviously, he was quite young, so I don't know if that was one of his first roles or whatever. Um, but yeah, Chris Pratt, for me, I don't think he's the greatest actor out there, but Brendan Fraser, it's good to see him back, a great actor. I don't know what happened to him after the Mummy movies. He, he, had, like, he had like a short prime, but like that prime was like, it's, it's legendary for me. Yeah, it was. And then finally, this is just a piece of news because I'm a big fan of the games. South Park has got a mega deal. So 14 yep. more movies, which sounds quite insane. Because uh, they only have one movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Wait, new... two, two, two if you include like Team America. Yeah. Which is also great. Uh, new games and more seasons. Uh, the game aspect, I can't wait because mm-hmm. the Stick of Truth and um, the Fractured... Fractured. But oh, I think it's great. I played that, that last. Those year. games are amazing, man. And they have you played them on the Switch? No, no I played it on the Xbox. Yeah, they they're great Switch games also. Uh, but those games in general are oh, you know what? I want to check on Steam if they've got them on Steam sale because I feel like I need something before Hades. But anyways, those games are amazing. The thing that really kind of got me wondering is how are they still making South Park? anything related to South Park in this day and age where everybody is so sensitive. I think they do like a really good job of like getting close to the line, but like never stepping over it. Like they've stepped over like a few times. But they've stepped over it. Like recently, the COVID one or the, when they shot the black. That that was fucking hilarious. Like the one where- When the police officers shot the kids in school and the bullets only hit the black kid. (laughs) I was like, what the hell is going on? And then how COVID happened. I was yeah. howling. I was like, nah. But that was that was a great episode. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, but yeah, this is all news. Quite a bit of trailer news and reactions. But we've been busy just watching movies, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think I want to watch a quick movie tonight. I've got Foxcatcher. Is it Foxcatcher? The one with the one with Steve Carell. 
No, it's the one from uh no, it's not Foxcatcher. It's got what's the name? Uh the guy from Twenty One Jump Street in it. Jane Tatum. Yeah, it's got him in it. Is that Foxcatcher? Yeah, it's got Steve Crow. Yeah, it's got Steve Oh, Crow okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking Don't watch that. That movie that movie's not good. Oh really? Okay, fuck it. <laughs> uh but yeah, that was that's it for us this week, Mio. I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to say or plug uh, in. I think we uh covered everything. Uh Kanye, drop your album. Hurry up, man. I up. see. This is this is the thing, right? <laughs> I was damn it. Now I gotta talk about fucking a. Now I gotta talk about Kanye. But um, so like, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so the first the first live stream he did, I was like, you know, this this album's okay. It's not great. It's not, you know, it's not just just drop the album. Then two weeks later, he does, you know, he does another live stream. I was like, wow, like this this album sounds amazing. Like it really, it truly sounds amazing. Like. I can't wait for you to listen to this album, but I think he, I think, I hate saying this, but I think he should take his time because, like, it looks like every two weeks or so, like, his album gets better and better and better. So, I don't know if we wait. But what's he been weeks, doing then? If it's getting better and better, what's he been doing? He's, he's straight up locked in his room working on it, like, 24 I heard, I I heard he's locked in the Mercedes Benz Stadium. I don't know who's stadium that he belongs is, to. That, is like, that Atlanta? Uh, yeah, Atlanta. It's like a small room. He's like doing I thought a he was. Bid. I thought he was in a prison cell when I saw the picture. It, it's pretty much a prison cell. Just working on that album. I, bro, think, he, I think it's going to be it's going to be a masterpiece. Bro, he did the SpongeBob levitating meme. I was like, yeah, this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's going. I was like, and then you said he went up. Came down. Came down to upload them. He's, he's probably still up there. Oh fucking hell! He's he wants to get close to God or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's been a a busy busy week. Thanks for joining us this week for episode 80 of the Multiverse podcast for the latest news, reviews, and updates. Keep it locked to our Instagram page at themultiverse.ig. Also subscribe to the Multiverse on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. Once again, thank you for your time. Have a great week, and we hope to catch you on our next episode. Peace. Peace.